So welcome to the very last episode of Thrive for 2018. I have no idea how quickly this year went by, but it has. And today I'm super excited to have one of my really, really good friends, Christina Hagopian, on the show. Uh, Christina is president and creative director of Hagopian Inc., which is a luxury and lifestyle design firm specializing in branding, e-commerce websites, and email marketing. Um, so today we're actually going to talk about something really interesting, which was her recent experience in overhauling her own agency's website. So thank you so much for coming uh, on the show today. I'm so excited to chat with you and I'm ready to dive in. Thanks for having me, Kelly. It's always good to talk. So uh, I guess we should start from the beginning, which is, you know, agency owners have uh, this thought in their mind that they should be looking at their website every couple of years, but it's always that thing that kind of gets pushed to the back burner. So what was uh, the, I guess, the impetus or what drove the decision for you to actually take Hagopian Inc. and sort of look at it as a client and relaunch the entire thing from the ground up? Well, our old site was approaching that five-year mark and, you know, in the world of design and, and web design, that that's an eternity. There's so much that changes in that amount of time. And it was starting to feel like we were building much more complex and more beautiful websites for our clients than, than what we were representing ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like that old adage, you know, the cobbler's son with no shoes, right. you know, it was, it was becoming a pain point. And I, um, and it was starting to feel, you know, that it was time and I didn't, I wanted to attract the right clients too. And I felt it was hindering that. And was there, um, something with the previous website that wasn't, like you said, attracting ideal clients, but was it really bringing in much business? Um, well, our site has always been a validation of who we are. Most of our work is really comes through referrals and people that know of us or are being introduced to mm -hmm. us. That's certainly something we're trying to change um, and get found a lot easier. Um, but that was something that was even a hindrance, even in the uh, um, introductions, you know, from a mobile design standpoint, it was that first generation mobile mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was starting to feel first generation. Got it. So um, the other thing that I think is interesting about your story with this, with this overhaul is that you are such an incredibly talented designer, but you actually decided to hire a designer and just take the role of creative director for this particular project. Why did you feel that that was important for actually seeing it through to fruition? Well, let's thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. Um, but you know, honestly, the business started with me as the designer, the lead designer, but I've been in the role of creative director for a very long time. And it was one of those things where I might be the lead visionary, but it's not good for me to be in the weeds or in the details, especially I was just too close to this. Um, it was never going to get done. Um, if I was the designer, I would have, I would have second guessed myself through every step of the way. And I really felt it was important to get a fresh perspective. I was a little too close to the process the last time and I needed to let go a little bit and get a fresh viewpoint. That's really interesting. And I'm glad you used the word let go because I think that a lot of agency owners, even if, if they are coming from a creative background or not themselves, they do, you know, sort of get mired in the details and they 
feel like they have to have control over every little aspect. And I think the point that you're making is bringing that fresh perspective and collaborating with another designer or a couple of other designers really um, just change the entire trajectory of the project and, and the outcome and the result. It's so true. And we're, we're about to launch, you know, a new Instagram feed. And I had another designer come on board for that. And I have to say, I want to even make more changes. And we have such we're just it's just going to be this evolution where where is the brand leading? And how can we tell our story in a new, fresh way? And it's actually very exciting to have somebody else come in and show you a whole new perspective um, and make it more fresh than what you envision yourself. Right, right. You know, two or three heads are always better than one, you know, that old Absolutely. adage. It's like, I have to get out of my, just my own viewpoint. Right, right. Um, so I have to imagine that there were probably a couple of um, challenges along the way. Uh, whenever you undertake a project, especially one that's completely uh, relaunching from scratch, all the way down from design to copy to functionality um, across the whole board, there had to be a couple of challenges. So I guess the question is, can you share what some of those challenges were? And um, I guess uh, talk a little bit about your experience in actually having the courage to take on Hagopian Inc. as a client. Well, I realized really quickly that it was not going to get done unless I made this a major priority and made myself a client. So um, one of the most important things we did was to not take on any new clients for the month of July and August, which is normally a slow time for the year. People are on vacations. The city clears out. I'm not going to as many meetings. I'm traveling. Um, so delegating these tasks um, and making it a, a project plan and, and actually blocking it out completely and allowing for that breathing space was essential. So, but the biggest challenge was culling 16 years of work and editing and making a story that is fresh for 2018, now 19. Um, and and the remarkable task of, you know, we don't have one server that has all of our projects. I have, you know, multiple backup drives. And it was like musical backup drives. And now my my task for 2019 is to make one cloud where every single project we've ever done is on because it was a nightmare um, going through the projects itself. Now, also getting those original source files to make sure they were really beautiful and a new flow and telling the story of each project in a very fresh way. Mm -hmm. So taking something old and, and refreshing it. Um, and also editing down those um, case studies, you know, what doesn't serve us anymore. I had emotional connections right. to some right. of these projects or clients, and yet they might not be the work that we want to do moving forward. So it was that painful moment where it's like, we have to take that off. We have to edit that. We have to curate our work right. um, and, and, and show the, our best face. Right. Um... I love some of the things that you just said, especially being able to recognize that you had this emotional connection to some of the work because maybe back then, if it was 12, 13 years ago, you you were the designer. And so it was, you know, you were really mired in those details. And so it was very close to you and letting go of that emotional connection 
is so important. And I think that's really hard for a lot of agency owners. It, it really was. It really was the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about the process. Um, how long did it take? And what do you think, if you would have done anything differently, what, what would you have done differently? Well, we started the mood board process um, in the middle of May. And that was to just figure out, you know, the color, the type palette, the key design elements, things that we do all the time. Um, you know, getting the right look and feel and getting that excitement level like, ooh, this is new, let's get excited to do something and it, and wanting it almost almost to take down the old site immediately once you have that fresh base. Um, and then that June, July was when we started to build the main templates and August was when we handed over everything for development um, and we launched the end of September. But so it was about five months total, but the, the real heavy lifting was, like I said, that case study development yeah. and really um, writing and rewriting the copy, you know, getting the right copy development and the right voice. Um, if I were to go back, it, it would be to organize those case studies, you know, throughout those 16 years in a much different way. Um, and, and I also feel like, I think we did a lot of things well, um, you know, recognizing that once we, once we create, once we made ourselves a client, we did the exact same process. So talking to our clients, finding out why they selected us versus others, looking at our competitors, how are we going to differentiate? We didn't want to look like every other design firm, you know, I don't want to just be Helvetica, you know, and like super minimal. We are a brand ourselves and we have a voice ourselves. Right. Um, and people come to us for a distinctive um, point of view in the luxury and lifestyle market. So we wanted to be sure we were communicating that. Um, but there were some things like, you know, making sure usability. I remember you mentioning, you know, when you saw the preview, like I really wanted that hamburger menu and um, and because it looked cool and your your feedback was that doesn't that's not helping your clients get to what they need to quicker, uh, especially on a desktop. Okay. Um, you know, so thinking about every usability aspect um, from beginning to end and and also from a development standpoint making sure that we were building on a platform that was going to be really easy to edit and add to and making sure that that those systems were in place and the forms and the CSS were in place so that we can be nimble and and edit and keep adding content right. which I'm very excited about right um, so I just want to touch on two things that you said so the conversation that we had about usability, um, which was really interesting because at the beginning when I started Thrive, I had um, Matt Kelly on the show and we talked about, you know, the, the fact that so many agencies choose, I think by default, this hamburger menu specifically on desktop. And we talked about the usability issues of that. And that actually, the conversation with you is what reminded me of that that episode with Matt and it actually inspired a blog post which was about um, dropping the hamburger menu and you know your pipeline will thank you you know if you if yeah. on desktop if prospects have to click three or four times versus the one time that they can hover over a primary navigation tab and then just click on whatever that you know they're looking for that's a lot of time that you're saving them. And just from a user experience perspective, I think that's really important. 
and I think you've done such a great job with the usability of this site. I mean, we, we, everyone, if you're, you know, um, watching this and later on you want to take a look at the site, it's just hugopianink.com. But it, it's, it's stunning, it's beautiful, but it's also really functional. So I think that there's so many things that you did really, really well with the site. And it's very different from most agencies because most agencies are that minimalist um, look and feel. And I feel like that has become sort of the norm, unfortunately. And so it is really refreshing to see that you took the brand seriously. Um, so yeah, just uh, just wanted to touch on those couple of things. Thank you, thank you for that. I mean, it was, I remember having a moment of silence for our hamburger, you know. <laughs> because You poured one was, out for your homie? <laughs> we did, we did because, you know, it actually, it looked a lot more beautiful, but yeah. you know, we have to make, decisions on the usability that aren't about beauty and design has to function and a di design has to um, lead to action. So yeah. those are really important things that we do for our clients and we have to do it for ourselves right. too. And, and I would argue that usability is just as beautiful <laughs> as minimalism. It's very true. Very um, so as we're starting to wrap up a little bit, um, the other agency leaders that are out there and they're already have in their marketing plan for 2019 or sometime in the year, um, they're thinking about, you know, overhauling their own site because they're, they're at the same point that you were, you know, earlier last year or earlier this year. Um, what were the two biggest lessons or takeaways that you would share um, as advice for people who are actually going to go through this process? Um, really thinking of, thinking strategically for your intended audience, what's going to differentiate you when someone Googles and finds uh, or is looking at two and three different um, type of agencies that do the exact same thing. Um, how are you speaking to them? How are you guiding them? How are you, what, what work are you showing that's going to attract them? Um, really articulating that very, very clearly and and putting a stake in the ground um, for your point of view um, and not being afraid uh, of 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 editing and that curation process uh, we almost over edited and now we have to pull a little, put a little bit back in but I'd rather do that yeah. um, than than the other way around I'm um, really making yourself a client number one priority carving out that that the importance of it um, and having a project timeline that you can, that you can implement and just getting the right team in place. People that are, you know, my team was incredible for this. So the, the last question I would have, it's, um, pretty specific. Did you, I mean, I know that you took Kogopian, Kogopian Inc on as a client, but did you also go to the point where you decided I'm only going to use external resources and I'm going to actually create, you said timeline, but did you also create a, a budget allocation for it as well? I did. I did. I mean, all, all of my, my, my teams are always assembled. It's more of, you know, going back to the, the right players, um, and, and bringing them together for this one. Um, but you know, having a designated production that was just cutting all of the 
the project images, gathering them, um, uh, the writing, that was like a whole other key piece. So, you know, making sure that each of those team members, I, I was the project manager, so I had to make this a super strong commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually where it falls. You know, the agency owner is saying, this is something that's going to get done and it has to get done by an X amount of time. And I had a certain date that I said, I'm not going to go into Q th- Q4 without this. So okay. it's super important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, now everyone has to go check out Hagopian Inc. I-N-K.com. And feel free to send Christina your feedback, your comments, or any additional questions that you have if you are thinking about going through this process or you already have that in your marketing plan for 2019. Um, Her email is c at hagopianinc.com. And Christina, thank you so much. Uh, It's always awesome to talk to you and uh, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Thanks, Kelly. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.